guys so we're back um i guess we're not back this is actually our first episode right so um we appreciate the feedback we got from the first i guess the small little intro we guys gave you um if you guys happen to look at our phone it's because we're looking at our notes making sure we don't uh, bore you guys and sidetrack sure flow make it flow correctly like it should be like a conversation yeah um but i mean Give you guys a better background of how this all came about. Um, I saw my neighbor doing one and I was like, that's a pretty interesting concept, right? Especially right now that we're stuck indoors with this COVID stuff. And uh, I shot my have a message to Chago and I was like, dude, what do you think about podcasts? And then he was like, well, you know, I, I've done it before with my coworker. Um, they do it at uh, Moe's over there in uh, Cyprus. He had the little mobile one that you can take around with you. And so we uh, we actually did a pretty interesting one, you know, with our coworkers. And uh, they asked us if we had done it before, and we said, no, that was the first time. So uh, that's why when Skeet brought it up, I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's try it. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, and so then we started talking, like, dude, you know, it'd be cool to talk about our upbringing, talk about challenges we saw, challenges we saw our parents go through. Um, growing up, right, the culture, the trends, um, the music, the money, the food, literally anything and everything you can think of, right? Correct. I mean, there's a lot of things that we saw, uh, you know, growing up. And we didn't understand as kids, and now as adults, we're like, damn, now I understand. Like, and now I see why things work the way they did, you know? And uh, as you grow up, you just kind of like, your eyes are open to uh, to different situations, you know, different situations. How you gotta you gotta tackle them sideways, you know, up front. You know, you gotta find a way to overcome that situation. You know? so. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I guess that will that brings us to our first. Uh, I guess you can say topic, right? Is uh, and that'll be the title of this is Saluda no seas mal educado. I mean. How many times did we not hear that growing up? Especially going to like get-togethers, you know, with family and whatnot. You had to go ahead and say what's up to everybody. And that's, I guess that's where I learned, you know, if you show up early to like a gathering or something, you get to, number one, you get a good seat. And number two, you don't have to go around and say hi to everybody because then you got to shake everybody's hand. Some some of these people you haven't seen in a while, you know, it just feels weird. Some of them you don't know. Some of them you don't know. That's the worst part. Is just... Hand. So... As a kid, I, I, I learned uh, pretty fast, you know, show up early and then you get a good seat and you don't have to go around saying what's up to everybody. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're going to do here is actually introduce ourselves. Um, as we said in the intro, right, we're, we have full-time jobs. Um, if you couldn't tell by the quality of our first video, we're, we're in, the, in the struggle phase, right? Um, but give us, I think we got the hang of it now, the, the errors, right? Um, but... I guess, kind of, to give you guys a background, right? Um, our names, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, we said our nicknames, and then you just call me Ski, and they're probably like, oh, Ski, who the hell is Ski, right? Yeah, don't think wrong, all right? Because there's a lot of people like, oh, Ski, <laughs> you know, you say, first thing, it, it's like a fucking... Man whore. Yeah, man whore. Pornographic scene. Yeah. But Ski actually come from Mosquito. As a kid, uh, not always fucking all over the place. 
I mean, all over the fucking place. There's nothing to stop him then, so that's why we call him Mosquito, you know, because he's just bouncing all over the place and whatnot. And then my mom, uh, she got lucky while working at Taco Cabana. She met a family, and they took her out from working there to actually uh, being a babysitter. A nanny. A nanny. And so uh, the kid she used to babysit, he couldn't say mosquito, so he used to say skeeto. So that stuck with Nato, and then we just took the O off and called him skeet. So a lot of people are going to hear him all, uh, call him skeet. You know, my mom calls him Nato, so does my dad, my brothers. But other than that, like our friends, they know him as skeet. Yeah. So that's a backstory behind why skeet came about. Yeah. Um, but I guess. First real name, I guess real name is Hanato, right? Um, I got named after my great grandpa. Um, my dad just chose it, right? Uh, my mom had no say, even though she's the one that gave birth. And then, believe it or not, yeah, no. Um, believe it or not, we're actually brothers. Um, I don't think we said that, but some people may know that, some people may not. But he's older than me by two years ish. I'm 87 years. I'm 90, old. so I guess, yeah. Two years and a half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my name's Hanato. I go by Nato to family members. Uh, my parents, either Nato or Flaco, or, you know, it depends on the mood that they're in. It could come with a curse word here and there. Um, but then, two friends I'm known as Skeet, at least good friends, right? Some people, they, they haven't known me long enough, and then they hang out with my group of friends. They're like, they kind of kind of put together, like, oh, Skeet. They're talking to you, so that means that must mean you're skeet, right? And you reply to skeet. Yeah. Another so. cool name that we got as uh, kids growing up was Hijo de tu chingada madre. Mm -hmm. And that came from my mom, so hey. You know, she was kind of insulting herself, but I guess uh, when you're that angry, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I guess you want to tell so them your backstory? Uh, Santiago. Uh, it comes from my, from our, our grandpa. Uh, grandpa. Uh, his name was Santiago as well. So, uh, I go by Chaco, Chags, uh, it all sounds the Chaguinho. same. Chaguinho. Um, it's just like uh, when someone's called Michael, you know, they call him the Mike. It's the same thing, same concept at least. It's just the Mexican way of doing things. You know? Yeah, and his story is actually funny, right? Because my mom gave birth to him and she was still in dr on drugs, right? From all the post-pregnancy stuff. And my dad just came in and just gave him the name my mom woke up and next you know she was like oh i guess our son's name is santiago so i guess i have no say even though i'm the one that carried him for nine months and suffered birth giving him birth but i guess that's all right so i guess my dad pulled it off two times you know he got he first practiced with me and then he got skied down <laughs> you know so that's that's how the names came about the funny thing is that um we have an older sister her name is cindy so um, she was born, and then uh, Dad bought her all boys all kind boys of clothing. Stuff, yeah. and that was supposed to be the first boy. And uh, <laughs> so when I came about, my uh, aunt through my mom's side told my dad it was another girl, so he was pissed, you know. So when he showed up to the uh, to the hospital and he realized it was a boy, then he was happy and he bought all he bought us well he bought me all Oilers stuff, you know. Uh, thank God, cause. He's a big Cowboys fan, so I don't know how that happened, you know? Yeah. So. Um, but I think, and that, that's probably going to be a good episode to talk down the road, right, is 
Mexican dads wanting a boy in the family. Um, I don't know why. I think it's a pride thing. You're like, yeah, that's my son, right? Maybe you're um, gonna carry the name, you know, the legacy. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't know that until we had our son, right? Not we, not me and you, right? But no, my wife and I. Um, yeah, I don't think that's still possible nowadays. That's kind of gay. Um, no homo. Uh, but we, uh, we had our son, right? And then my father-in-law is like, oh yeah, now the Martinez name continues. And I was like, I never thought about it. I, I guess kind of in a legacy form or whatever you want to call it, right? It's just, oh cool, I have a son. You know, somebody I can, for lack of better words, fuck shit up with and drive mom crazy. They do, you know, they do uh, do that. Um, but on the on the flip side, you know, I've always wanted a, a girl. Yeah. I've always wanted a girl because with a girl you can show them true uh, true love. You know, with a boy you gotta show them tough love. You know, they 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 hit themselves or they fall or something. You're like, hey, get up real quick. You know, nothing's wrong with you. See, you think it's that easy, but us going through the rack, I have a boy and a girl. Um, and granted, that's another good topic to talk about is how do you raise a boy and how do you raise a girl in a Hispanic household, right? Especially with double standards. Yeah, exactly. Um, the whole, well, the boy always gets mom, he's a mama's boy all the way till death, right? Uh, my wife still gives me a hard time because every time I go home, my mom's like, oh, what do you want to eat? Or do you want to let me know so I can start prepping and cooking and who knows what else? And it's just like, well, what do you do, right? I'm not going to say no. It's like whatever he wants to get, you know, whatever the one he wants to eat, he's going to go ahead and ask for it. Yeah. But I mean, don't be like that, though. You live with her. So whatever you want any given day, she's just like, okay. That's true. Right? So uh, that'll be an interesting topic to cover, especially nowadays with everything changing. Um, just daily. Right. Exactly. The quality, the whole movement's going on, which is nothing wrong with them. It was bound to happen sooner or later. At least I think. I think it's pretty cool because we're going through, uh, we're going through, you know, it's pretty cool history stuff. You, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but me in school, you know, I read all those history books and I'm just like, man, that's pretty awesome, you know, like people that went through it. And now we're, we're going through historic things and we, we don't really stop to think about like, dude, like this is really happening right now. Yeah. You know, like I'm part of it, you know, maybe I'm saying what, how old is my right now? He's about to be two years next month. So maybe 15 20 years down the road, it's going to be one of those things that he sees in textbooks and he's going to ask us about it. And we're going to be like, yeah, you know, that shit was happening while we are uh, dealing with COVID. Yeah. You know? It was weird. It was weird. We had the, the Pride Movement. We had the BLM Movement. All kinds of, uh, the ICE Movement, though, like a lot of people don't go, I guess they're scared of being deported or something. You know, it's, it, it's a tough situation, right? But um, I guess earlier you said you tried this with your coworker, right? So I guess do you want to tell them a little bit about what you do and who you're, I guess, why you have coworkers? So my, my profession is, and I know it's going to be a shock to some of you guys that don't know me, um, because you look at me and I look nothing like what I'm about to say, but I'm a teacher. I'm a, a middle school teacher. I teach history, seventh grade and eighth grade, you know, so a lot of, uh, a lot of my work consists of having a lot of patience, but it's pretty cool. You know, there's a, there was a show that said, kids say the darnest things. And it is true. Like, all of a sudden, they're going to catch you slipping and out of the blue. They're going to say something. And you're not going to have time to react like a, a, an adult should. You know, you, your mind just goes into laughing with them, which is it's nice. You know, it's pretty cool to be able to laugh with uh, the students because it gives you personal, like, uh, connection. connection. You know, personal connection. 
lot of people that I work with, you know, they don't build that connection to them. It's like, oh, I'm an adult, you're a kid. And I'm the like teacher, you're the, yeah, student. the teacher, you're student. I, you, whatever I say goes. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty cool profession in my point of view. Um, though we do get a lot of uh, bad rap for it, you know, I, I wouldn't change it. I truly wouldn't change it. Well, unless they uh, paid me double. You know, we, we, should, we should probably talk about that is how do you feel about the current teaching situation and teacher salaries, I guess even teacher safety, right? Currently going on right now with this COVID stuff. So as far as teacher situation, I mean, it sucks, you know, because you want to go ahead and be in the classroom and you want to go ahead and be at home. But uh, knowing myself, I don't really work well from home. Um, I'd rather be in my classroom. Even if there's going to be no students, I'd rather be in my classroom. Um, I think you asked about the teacher pay. Um, you know, here in Texas, we actually have pretty good pay, you know, for what we do. Um, of course, could we it be better? It could always be better. But for uh, what we're asked to do, I think it's a, it's a pretty good uh, paycheck that I get on a uh, bi-weekly basis. Did you say what, what uh, subject you teach or no? Yes, I oh, okay. Well, I, I, no, I didn't tell you what subject. I said what grade. So 8th grade U.S. history and 7th grade Texas history. I think Texas history is more important. You gotta tell them about your your uh, your sports affiliations too. Oh, yeah, You're like uh, UIL Coach of the Year type shit. No, I'm not a UIL taking a team guy. from 0 and 13 to 1 and 12. That's right. <laughs> no, uh, what I am uh, also a football coach, a basketball coach, and a track coach. You know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you get to build that extra relationship with the kids, you know, because they see you outside and inside, you know, so they have a little bit more respect for you. Pretty cool if you ask me. Um, so what's the, what's the coaching world like then? Do you because I remember when I was, I was in middle school, right? Coaches could still grab you by the face mask and curse you out. Now, and now you got to come around and you got to grab my shoulder. And you can uh, Look, little Billy, you did great, but you can do awesome next time, right? <laughs> now, if it's something like it's real, like it's someone you know, someone that uh, you have total love for, you can pull them by the shirt a little bit, you know. And you know, give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of hard work, but you know the kid. You know, you build yeah. a relationship with them. You know, it's not like you're gonna freak him out. You know their personality. Yeah, you know types. their personality because if, if it's a random kid, you're gonna scare the crap out of them. You know. Yep. You're gonna be like, man, what the? But no, you gotta know these kids. You gotta know uh, them on almost a personal level. You know, to be able to work with that. That's true. Yeah. So, what about you? What do you do? What's your profession? So I guess I look rough, right? Um, we both did. Yeah, it's that COVID. That, I call it that COVID look. I'm milking it out as much as I can. But unfortunately, my milking situation ends on Wednesday. I have to go back to the office where I am actually a structural engineer. Uh, well, I guess civil engineer, but I focus on structures, right? Um, I remember when I first graduated and one of my aunts was like, well, what'd you go to school for? And I was like, oh, I'm a civil engineer. And she was like, catching hell is this one. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, you know, we're the ones that design roads and buildings and all these other things. Water. So 290 was not fixed correctly. It was because of not. Yeah. And no, that's actually the first thing she told me. She was like, what's taking y'all so long? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not really on, on the roads. I don't really design roads. I'm mainly on structures, right? Um, and she was like, well, still, what's taking so long? It doesn't make sense. You guys have everything. What, what else do you guys need? Um, but little by little, right, you start learning that there's not only engineering that 
we deal with, but then there's also politics, right? Because you're dealing with government, you're dealing with clients and whatnot. So you got to deal with codes and whatnot? Like yeah, so you got to follow certain codes, um, certain uh, safety criteria, and it's just a lot of a lot of things that people don't realize that, oh, okay, you see these people working out in the construction site from nine to five or seven to five, right? But little do you know, you get to have like an hour for a safety topic in the morning, make sure everything, everybody's safe, all the equipment's safe, so. So you gotta check like their hard hats and they brought all the-, the Yeah, and then you gotta check the cords. If you're using power tools, you gotta check the the, man, the lifts, everything, right? So you go, there goes one hour and then Next you know, it's already eight. You go work three hours and then you take your lunch break for an hour and then you're done by four because you have to wrap everything up, clean everything up so you don't leave any hazards. So while like from four to five, is the time to like clean Right, up. exactly. Like Barney said, everybody clean up? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing this for, what are we in, 2020? Seven years since I graduated, right? I went to the University of Texas. Um, and that was fun. Um, and we'll get there. That'll be one thing we talk about is talking about, I guess, our, our different education levels, right? At uh, elementary, middle school, high school, college, and then post-college. Post-college. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that even to this day, my mom doesn't understand, or my parents better yet, don't understand why and how did I become an engineer. And to be honest, I don't even know myself. The why thing is, that's the most important part. Like for me, you asked me, why'd you become a teacher? And it, uh, it all started with a project. It was a psychology project. And my topic was gonna be like, how kids react, I forgot, so like some dumb stuff. And then, so I went uh, to the school where I worked as a tutor. And I asked if I could conduct my uh, experiment there. They're like, oh yeah, it's cool, but you gotta work as a tutor here. So I was like, I was uh, with Avid, right? Yeah, Avid. Yeah. So I was like, uh, all right, it is what it is. I mean, because I, I, I was gonna get paid and I, I was gonna get a grade for it. So you were doing it for the money. I was doing it for the money, and then uh, <laughs> my professor, he's like, no, that's not a good subject. You gotta choose something else. I was like, well, damn, I got a job here uh, working as a tutor, and then you tell me I can't, uh, I can't go ahead and interview these kids. And so I stuck it there, you know, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know what, I'll stick it there for a semester. And the semester turned into like two, three years. And in between there, the teachers that I worked for, they're like, hey, you, you're pretty good at this, you try being a teacher. You know, in my mind, I was like, no, I'm going to college to do something else, you know, uh, I can't be a teacher. What did you want to be? Because uh, I wanted to work on the business side of sports. That's right. Because originally you were thinking about going to Colorado, but Correct. Actually, life happens, what? right? And when I was trying to go to Colorado, that was going to be for architecture. There you and go. I was actually uh, already accepted into the architecture school, but it didn't pan out because they wanted twenty-five grand every year out of pocket. Was that every year or every no, semester? Every year. Every okay, year. so fall and spring. Yeah, fall and spring. Gotcha. And so it was funny. I had my flight. I had my dorm. I had everything set up. And when they say, you know what, you need 25 grand, like the whole thing came crashing down. And so um, I had applied luckily to UT, I had applied to A&M, Rice, uh, U of H. And then to U of H was the only one that I submitted the FAFSA thing for, you know, it's, it's kind of so, funny. Yeah. So let's say something some like a scenario like today, it was Friday, you know, I'm not going to uh, the University of Colorado in Boulder. So I'm like, well, what's plan B? And at that time, I was still working at uh, Toys R Us. I had the uh, graveyard shift, shift, no, yeah. shift, 
from 10 uh, p.m. to 6 a.m. So that was Thursday to wake up Friday. And then so uh, I asked my sister if she could drive me to U of H, you know, because I wasn't going to uh, uh, University of Colorado Boulder anymore. So I go, had to go to Plan B. And then, so U of H is down the road from us, you know, on like uh, College Station in Austin. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get no sleep. I went home after work, took a shower, asked my sister to uh, take me to U of H. And she did, and we were just wandering around until this gentleman, um, he asked us, like, hey, do you guys need help? You know, me being prideful, like, no, no, I got it. <laughs> and my sister was like, yeah, we need help. So, um, uh, we uh, like he brings us to his office and he asked me like okay so did you submit an application I was like yeah I did and um, he searches my name up I guess through social security luckily I have one <laughs> and uh, he looked at all my uh, I think at that time it was toss test scores yeah and all my uh, report cards and whatnot and he's like man you know what you're good to go he's like all you gotta do now is go home and uh just uh, enroll in your classes. So, like, I went home. It was, like, probably, like, about midday. We had been there for about three, four hours. And then, so, midday I go home. I enroll my classes, and I was able to take a nap after that. And then two days later, I, I started at U of H. You know, I started all my yeah. courses at U of H. You know, a funny story, though, is I've never heard this. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of the relationship we have, right? Um, we between my brother and I and we between my other two brothers, right? So technically there's four of us. My oldest brother is Christian, then my sister Cindy, and then Chago, and then me, right? Um, Three males and one female. And surprisingly, I guess you guys will notice this as, as we progress, right? That there's a lot of things that we don't talk about amongst one another. Correct. Um, even though we're family, you know, some families are different. They talk to each other, they reach out to one another, ask for advice, ask for help. Um, but maybe it's kind of a cultural thing right that you don't you feel like you can't ask for help and that's kind of the stuff that we want to talk about here is just kind of how Chago talked about his whole process to get into college right going from one option to immediately having to change plans and readjusting um a lot of people feel like they they're like oh shit that's the end of the world you know my first option is done that's it i can't do anything about it but in reality i mean there's there's other options out there um and who knows, maybe you guys will learn something about it. You know, you learn what FAFSA is, you learn the application process, you learn, you know, what it takes to be a teacher, what it takes to be an engineer. Um, it doesn't take much to be a teacher. Well, you'd be surprised. It, it, it takes a lot of patience. Oh, it definitely does um, take a lot of patience. From, from what I hear about you, it's sometimes you don't, it's not the kids that you stress most about, it's the parents or the school system. Correct. It's a system that uh, that's put in place, you know, a lot of these these people don't know about the system, you know, like we say in the professional, teaching is the easiest part. And it sounds funny, you know, you're like, well, isn't that what you do? No, we have lots of things going on in the background, you know, that people don't realize that we have to do, you know, to make it work, you know, and then teaching, like we just said, teaching is the easiest part. Yeah. It's the easiest part you're going to deal with because you still got to do with planning. You still got to deal with you know, your bilingual kids or the kids who just arrived to this country, um, your special education students, your 504 students. There's a lot of things that go into the actual planning of a lesson, you know, and, and it, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, you know, especially because you can respect 
the people you work with, your coworkers, because they're doing the same thing you're doing, you know? And we're all in there for the same thing, you know? You, nobody's gonna tell you, I want to, uh, to teach him because of the paycheck, you know? Mm -hmm. There's not one single person gonna tell you that they're doing it for the paycheck because at the end of the day, it, it's, not, uh, it's not the same or doesn't, uh, how can I say it? There's no uh, even payoff, you know? The pay doesn't amount yeah. doesn't equal the amount of work you put yeah, into so, it. But, yeah, you know, so pretty much, I guess the if you were to break it down to an average hourly rate, you probably you're probably underpaid. You're probably below yeah. minimum wage because you got to do not only do you teach, you got to go after school, you got to do your lesson plans, you got to grade, and all these other things, right? That. People are like, oh, okay, it's not a typical a nine to five or whatever the case may be, Monday through Friday. Sometimes it's you have to go on the weekends, right? Sometimes you bring home, you bring work home with you. You know, a lot of people don't understand that stuff. You know, because I know Skeet, when he's done, you know, work stays at work, right? Most of the time. Usually, if I'm not yeah, you know, for us, work comes home with us. You know, like you got a grade, or you got you got to call uh, Billy's parents or uh, little Sally's parents. You know. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go into teaching, so my respect to that profession, I think it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. And it, it's more about the bond that you make with the kids, you know. Yeah, you want to teach them all this stuff about math and language arts and history, but, you know, helping them grow up as an adult and, you know, uh, inject them with the right attitude. With knowledge. Knowledge, you know, that's pretty cool. That, I think that's, that's more important to me than the subject at hand. I think I think that's why probably it's a, it was a good idea for us to do this though, because so I guess you you have the teacher's perspective that you want to help people or your students right um, become success, successful, um, learn a new a new subject, learn a new Correct. sport right. Um, in my case, believe it or not, I, I like to help people out too right. Um, mm -hmm. Although I may come off like a dick. Um, you look like one. And I get a lot of that right. It's just like people are like, dude, like. You know, you, you look unapproachable. You look like nobody wants to talk to you. But it's just, I think it's just my mannerisms that I picked up from my mom. I think we both have that because I, I haven't heard of that in a long time. Well, I feel like you're you're more approachable, or at least you're more social than I am. At least, no, just my, like, facial look sometimes. Because if I walk around like this. Maybe. Like, nobody approaches me. I don't know, but I feel like people are, they are, they get more, like, tailored towards you, I guess, once you start talking. Me, I'm just kind of in the background, listening, paying attention, just seeing like, all oh, right, that person's cool, that person's a dick. Yeah, I can't talk to that person because we'll clash, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm like, all right, let me give this a try. You know, all right, I can fuck with you. I can joke around with you. Now nah, you're a soft one. Nah. Mm. Um, but I mean, in reality though, I think it's just one of those that we both like to help people, right? Um, our parents, our, I think we get that from both of our parents, mainly my dad. I think my dad's always been the lending hand. My mom, and I think that was something, at least I remember, is my parents arguing because my dad was always lending a hand left and right. He didn't care if it meant being late on the rent just to help out a friend or a family member, right? Um, but uh, I'm not going to do that for you guys, so don't get your hopes <laughs> up. <laughs> I have no money. Yeah, no. I have no money in the bank. Pe people believe engineers make money, and they do, but it's kind of one of those uh, those models that they say, right? The more you make, the more you spend. More money, more problems. Yeah. Plus, right now with COVID, people don't have jobs and they don't have money to pay back. Nah, ain't about that. Life. Yeah, but ultimately, that's kind of what we want to do, right? Is be able to drop some knowledge, either that we learned or 
that you guys may learn through our conversations, be like, yeah, that guy fucked up. I'm not doing that. Um, that guy, oh, that guy thinks about money like that. Yeah, what a dumb fuck. I wouldn't have done that, right? But it's stuff like that, though. That I mean, you don't have to agree with us, and it's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. We're not gonna take it personal. At least my feelings don't get hurt. Um, everybody says I have no heart. I have no feelings, and that's partially true. Um, he got it from my mama. And I think it's more because I, my mom taught us how, to, or at least taught me how to be a realist, right? Just kind of, you know, you can't get your hopes up. It is what it is. You gotta tighten up those, or however, how it is, te los amarras y sigue para adelante, right? So, yeah, so no, there's a lot of these sayings, right? A lot of Mexican sayings or Hispanic sayings, even. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the goal here is helping you guys out through our stories, right? Our um, experiences. Talking about professionalism, talking about daily life, even. Like yeah, cool. I talk about relationships, right? Um, you know, believe it or not, with, the, with this whole fucked up look that I got rocking, I think I do it now just because <laughs> I'm married with two kids and She's she can't, yeah, so I get comfortable and she can't back out because if she does, then, you know, I'm going to fight child support, believe it or not. I, you know, people say it's a bad thing. Well, people think only women. Yeah, it's, I'm part of the movement. Movie, I support yeah. the movement, right? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me, right? I, I'm actually married. I have two kids, a boy and a girl. Um, a little, two, I guess, like I said, he's about to be two years old, and then the little one's about to be nine months tomorrow. Um, so yeah, uh, and it's just, I guess, before having kids, I was into sports. I used to play sports, but and after that, I was gonna go play at La Liga Mexicana, be <laughs> national TV. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, and then it's just, you know, once kids come around, it's just them first, right? Yeah, you become uh, you become a dad first, and you become a husband, and then you worry about yourself, right? So this this right here, this right here is my worry about myself and kind of vent for lack of better words, because that's another thing we'll talk about is marriage, kids, marriage raising kids, them. You know, and then the, the what do you want to teach them? Ugh. Especially your struggles for marriage. I mean, good lord. Like you watch the Hallmark Channel, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's fucking easy." <laughs> and then you know you you, uh, you experience, you're like, "Man, fuck this!" You're like, "What can I get a divorce?" You know, and this is the first time around. So, and then you hear the you hear how much a divorce costs, and you're like, eh, "Might as well just get along." Hey, you know what? Let's you know, I don't think it's worth that money, but uh, might be. Uh, but hey, uh, I'm a firm believer that if it's not if if it's if you're looking at divorce and you're better off paying that money instead of hurting somebody or whether it's your partner or your kids, you know, my, my mom always says it's never the kid's fault. It is never the kid's um, fault. They didn't ask to be brought into this world. So, um, but yeah, stuff like that, though, that we'll talk about. Um, I guess you want to tell them a little bit about your current situation? My current Are you single and ready to mingle? I'm, it's some, something like it's, it's a difficult thing to explain, you know, just... My wife lives in Mexico. We've been married for three years. You know, she should have been here about two years ago. But uh, different situations or different uh, occurrences throughout the way has prolonged, uh, you know, her getting here, you know. And of course, I think like any man or any person, they would be. Uh, you want another one? I'll grab you another one. So, you know, and it's, uh, it's a struggle, you know, it's a struggle because 
Um, we should have been here, made a family by now, you know. She has a kid, and like I raised, you know, like my own. And so, um, it's, it's hard, you know, trying to stay positive with the kid, knowing that you and her are not getting along, you know. And then, just like Skeet said right now, it's never the kid's fault, you know. It's never the kid's fault. Um, so, here I am trying to make it work, you know, trying to make something happen so that the kid is not hurting this process, you know. So, it's, it's a tough situation, you know, especially because we live far away from each other. It's like 2,000 miles, I think, something like that. So, I only get a chance to see them whenever uh, school allows me to, which is uh, Thanksgiving break, um, Christmas break, uh, spring break, and then summer break, you know. So, most of the times, I only go to the long one, which is Christmas and summer, because the short ones, believe it or not, uh, you probably get back more tired than what you left, you know. Yeah. You get back, you're like, fuck, got to go to work the next day, and so forth, you know. So it's a tough situation. On paper, I'm married. In real life situation, I'm not, you know. But here we are trying to trying to make things work for the kid if, uh, if that's an option. You know? Yeah. If it's not, then... Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm, I mean, yeah. Shit. And that's kind of, I guess, the cool thing about something like this, right, that you... We'll talk about things. We'll understand, or I guess try to understand each other's logic and perspective, and then be like, oh, "Okay, well, what do you think about this, or what do I think about that?" And you know, through conversation, people don't realize how much you're able to learn, right? You're like, "Damn, you know, I never thought about it like that." Um, like, "Oh shit," you know, like, "Ah, that makes sense." You know, it's just uh, little things that I guess as Mexicans, Mexican. we don't get taught. Um, right, our parents, or at least for my case, personally speaking, my dad and my mom never really sat me down and said, "Look, this is how life works. This is what you need to do." But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what it was. And maybe they did with y'all, right? I mean, I was just a fucking little kid, just you know, playing soccer all my life. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of stuff like that, though. It's like, man, you know, it had. Been granted, I, I don't take it for granted. You know, my parents did, they did a great job from my perspective, um, raising us and giving us an opportunity, which is what they've always said they were going to do. Is I can just give you one opportunity, whatever you choose to do with it, that's on you. Like, you know, as a kid, you're like, man, that sounds whack. You know, like, Ain't nobody want wants to study. Like, I want money, you should leave me the money. And then, you grow up and you realize how uh, how difficult it is to make it and to maintain it, and then you remember those words like you know the the what you get inherited is knowledge, you know, and then you start applying it. And you're like, damn, yeah, it's actually a lot better and, than money. You know? And you know the 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 interesting part though is going through the educational system and I guess being in the professional industry is you realize how much school is not meant for everybody. And yeah. I am a firm believer of that. I know everybody pushes their kids, go to school, go to college, you know, become a professional, do this, do that. But yes, teacher, I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not an easy thing to go through. Um, it's, you have to have the right mentality. You have to have the right support. Um, but nowadays, you know, it's a lot better than when we were in school because a lot of these kids can graduate with like some kind of certificate or something, you know? So they're, right. not, they're a little bit more prepared for the real world than when we were in school because all yeah. we had was like getting ready for the, the finals and that was it you know you like there's no certifications 
But I think that's kind of the thing, though, right? I guess some way, somehow, through time, somebody told them, hey, you don't really need it. If you don't like school, don't go to school, you know? The, my main thing is, why am I going to pay? And I'm, 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 I think like this about towards my kids, right? It's like, why am I going to pay 15, 20, 25,000 a school year for them to just blow it off and then come back and be like, hey, Dad, you know what? I actually just want to become a mechanic. Well, hey, you know what? You're going to become the best damn mechanic there is, so... Uh, that's the best uh, mentality. Mentality to go with, you know. If you're gonna be a janitor, be the best damn janitor you can be, you know. Right. Ten courses, do something. You know, that's kind of uh, success. We'll talk about that, right? Mm. What is success? Um, people may I see us, measure, you know? right? They see us. They're like, oh, you went to school, you graduated. You went to school, you graduated. You're successful. Just because you didn't graduate, you're not successful. But in reality, that's not the case, right? We both have friends, mutual friends, that they did finish school, but they didn't end up, uh, you know, being a professional in their career, in their degree. Field. But they're still successful, right? They they found a way to make an income to have a stable lifestyle. They found a way to um, make it work. Some are immigrants, some are not. Some, you know, they were just, it was just what they grew up in, right? We have a friend, he grew up with his, through his family's restaurant, and that's kind of, what he's done that to the point where he's kind of, he, I guess, he pretty much is running it for them he from that's what I know of. Like, he, he mastered all the concept that it takes to run a restaurant, you know? So, so then, then I think that if he wanted to start his own, I think he's more than ready to go. Right, exactly. So this, this dude literally learned business by being in a restaurant, right? But just because he doesn't have the degree doesn't mean the dude has, has no knowledge. And he's, he's probably, I mean, if he's cool with it, right, we're going to invite him over and we're going to talk with him, let him know, or let him talk to us about what was his childhood like growing up, what was his struggle, um, what were his challenges, why did he go to school, right? Um, get personal. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, kind of my main thing that I, I've realized is when I brought up this whole podcasting is like, man, dude, like, Growing up in a Hispanic household, you don't have a voice. You don't. You're just a kid. Your parents, right? right, you're just a kid. It's my house. Whatever says goes. If you don't like it, I know it's first generation. Right? My mom always told it to my oldest brother. <laughs> and, and did he ever leave? Nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, man, you, you grew up with like this notion, you know, like, especially because we're first generation Texans, you know, Americans, even you want to say it like that. Yeah. So our parents grew up traditional, you know, son de Guerrero, son de un pueblito en la sierra. And, and so that's all they know, you know, they know traditional life. They just and, know hard work. And so they get here to the city and it's way different than what they're used to, you know. And I don't know, like, I know some of you guys have Instagram and all that stuff, but there's a meme, you know, like, it says that our parents showed up here with uh, not knowing the language, not knowing, not having jobs, and then being able to buy a house and raise a family. And yet here we are bitching about, like, literally shit knowing that we know the language. Because I can't have the AirPods. Yeah, shit like that, you know, it's dumb. Maybe because um, they, they brought, like, a different color AirPod. Yeah. I didn't want those, Dad. I'm going I'm going through that right now with my son and it's not even electronics or anything like that it's just food the kid does not want to eat certain foods I'm just like 
All right, you don't eat. Don't eat. Uh, you can starve. I'm not going to feel bad. Your, your food's right there. I'm giving you food. You don't want it too bad. You know you're going to feel bad because he's only like two years I old. I don't. Damn. I don't. That's why, I, that's why they say I have no heart and no feelings, right? Because I, I don't. Like, if you don't want to eat, like, I'm going to leave your plate right here. Whenever you're ready to eat, that's what you're going to eat. Um, does he come back and eat it? He does. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does. Um, Maybe he wants to push your buttons. He, kids kids know how to do these things. Oh, yeah, they, they, they learn. They sense, you know. They can sense any weakness, even at this age, at this younger age. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess... So I guess we kind of have a list of topics that we want to talk about, right, for each episode or, you know, and as we talk, we'll probably be like, oh, yeah, let's save that one for another one. And we're going to have um, witty titles for them, too. Yeah, exactly. Probably Mexican sayings, right? Like this one. Saluda, no seas mal educado. And believe it or not, a lot of people feel that they, just because they have a degree, they're educated. That is true. I mean, but in my opinion, there's a lot to being educated, right? It's just, and I, we learned it from our parents, is how you treat people. You, no matter if they're at the bottom or the top of the ladder, you treat them with respect, yes. you treat them the same, and you always keep your feet on the ground. You're always humble, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't think that you're above the people, you know? Because, como dicen en español, you know, uno estás arriba y el otro estás abajo. Yeah. La moneda da vuelta. I mean, so, the best thing to do, man, just... Take it on stride, you know, just keep it calm, you know, act like you, you haven't done anything, you know. Though you got some money in the bank, you got some money in your pocket, you know, act like you don't have any, you know. Treat people the same. Just the way your money comes in on the first of the month, it goes away. <laughs> just like that. It goes away on the second of the month. Well, the first on mine, unless it's a weekend, it lasts a couple more days. Um, but I guess one of those topics I guess we have in mind, right, is money. Um, we're not going to tell you how to manage it. Yeah, we're probably horrible. I know I was horrible I at it. Horrible. Um, I didn't know what a savings account was until I got married. No, I, I mean, I have one. I just don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, uh, what I remember, my dad, and he never taught us this, right, but it was just me, or at least me watching him. And you can say how what you think about it or how you thought about or think about money. Um, his mentality was, okay, I get paid Friday. Here's the money for the bills. You know, if I made $1,000 this week, here's $500 for the bills. $500, what do you all want to do? What do you all need? What, or not what you need, what do you all want to get, right? Like shoes, food, um, electronics, you know, stuff like that. But it was never, okay, you know, $500 for bills. Let me put three hundred dollars for savings, and you know two hundred dollars. All right, guys. He actually guys had that, uh, that Mexican mentality because it was you pay the bills first, and then for us, he always spoiled us. You mm -hmm. know, we, we always had Jordans on our feet and shit like that. You know, I got then, pizza hut on Fridays you know, or fajitas or yeah, fajitas or pizza or whatever we wanted to eat on Fridays or the weekend. You know, it was there, but there was no such thing as savings with him because. Any little money he had, it was just like, let's go to the titty bar. Yeah. With his friends, of course, not with us. That or, or send it back to my parents in Mexico, mm -hmm. right? Um, but that's like how I saw money. You know, that's how I saw money is just pay the, the bills are paid. Cool. Everything else is free money. Um, was it the right way? To me, it was. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, grew that's up what seeing. We grew up knowing, you know, growing up knowing that, uh, you know, splurging ourselves was fine, mm -hmm. you know, then. That's what we grew up watching, you know, so we grew up probably doing the same thing. You know, I'm pretty sure now you don't do it anymore or yeah. you don't do this much. You know, me, the same thing. Now I got a 
my kid to look after, you know, and I do support my wife too. She's still my wife, you know, on paper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one topic, right? Another one we have is values. Oh yeah. Um, values seem to have gone away, and that's just me talking about how I was raised and how I see kids raised nowadays. Um, in my eyes, people always ask, well, what do you want your kid to be when they grow up, right? Cause Respectful. I'm an engineer, my wife's an engineer, and they're like, oh, he has to be an engineer, he has to be a doctor. And I always tell everybody, and they always get surprised when I say that, I just want my kids to be respectable humans and treat others the same. That seems that is the hardest thing to do nowadays. And the only reason why it seems like they go, or is going away is because of social media. Yeah, social media plays a big factor. You know, a lot of these people, they, they feel a certain type of way because they're behind a keyboard. They got you know? Twitter fingers. Yeah, and they're not going to phase the people who they're talking to. So, mm -hmm. you know, they feel they, ha they have the need to uh, reply with some dumb, witty reply and then, like, not suffer the consequences for it. Yep. And so they're bringing that, uh, that, that type of living into the real world, you know. They think it's okay to do it, you know, in person. And then when they get smacked in the face, they're like, oh, well, what the hell, you know. I was just tweeting you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why'd you hit me? I was just tweeting you. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see what else. We got, we got culture. Uh, culture. Talking about growing up with the Mexican culture and trying to mesh that with the American culture. And we mean like a real Mexican culture, not, not like when you see some of these kids that their parents speak somewhat of English and when they know, man, our parents didn't. Dude, I remember oh, no, we couldn't no. even go have a sleepover out our, uh, we lived yeah. in apartments right literally across the street or the neighbors even rap music was like yeah it was like it was, it was forbidden you know we couldn't hear that yeah. well better first of all we couldn't even touch the radio when yeah. we were in the car right but when we were at home and if they walked in and they heard it was it was the end of the world correct so our next topic we were gonna talk think about covering is our challenges right challenges through school, challenges through relationships, challenges and anything and everything. Challenges in life growing up Hispanic. Yeah. Um, and you still have challenges to this very day. Yeah. I was actually talking to Joe, our brother-in-law, um, when I was out there visiting them and it was just like... They live in Arkansas, by the way. Yeah. Um, talking about how realizing that this is a system that's not developed for the ordinary, hardworking Hispanic person. The American system is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tailored, Tailored. towards a certain crowd um, that if you don't fit in that crowd, then you, you're already 10 steps behind, right? You, you have to work twice, three times as hard to just get up to their level. And then by the time you get to their level, they're already you know, 10 levels ahead of you. Um, but stuff like that though, right? That even say money, for example, right? Um, if you're able to graduate out of college without any debt, then that's saying if you go to college, uh, but coming out of college without any debt or just being without debt in general, how much ahead that sets you in front of everybody else. Um, no, I mean, it is, it's, it's a challenge, you know, it's a challenge because Growing up, you have a, a, a set mind frame, you know? You, 
you see your parents do the things they did and you know the people you grew up with uh, around the circle and all it's the same thing because you know it's a lot of uh, a, a lot of first generation kids experiencing the same thing so you have that that notion that oh well you know what this is the only way to do something mm -hmm. you know so you put yourself in that bubble and then as you start growing up you start uh interacting with other people you're like oh well you know what maybe there is an easier way to get something done you know mm -hmm. you know so i always remember dad saying yeah right uh i didn't know what the hell that meant i just didn't want to do it that's why i was doing it in a bad mood half-assing yeah um but i didn't know that then i was just a kid i was just going to work trying to get my 20 bucks a day for eight hours nowadays you know what that means like i said a while ago that all those sayings that your parents said you know they they have a meaning now they, they actually you're like ah that's what they meant mm -hmm. oh okay like when you used to like want like expensive shoes or expensive clothes. Yeah. They're like, oh, ya que trabajas vas a saber lo So then you start working, you start busting your ass, and then, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us, our first job was like a Kroger or something like that. And you're not making bank there. Lubies. You know? yes. Shout out to my Lubies. You're not making bank there, and then it's time for you to go buy clothes and you buy shoes, and you're like, well, shit, I didn't make enough, you know? Like, let me go find the, 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 the clearance section. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're trying to go like, oh, see, now you can make your own money. Now you want to go. Now you don't want to spend it. Yeah, now you know what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I was always like that. I, every year, I think it was like the last two years in high school, every year I went to the newest phone. Yeah. And my mom was like, uh, ah, okay, el día que traves, a ver si te los compras. And sure enough, once I started working, I was like, nah, you know what? It, got, it has a little crack, but it works. It'll I'm, work, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, it's, I think I've reached that level too in my, in my uh, lifetime now, I guess, in my 32 years of uh, living. I've reached the point where, like, my phone can send a text, receive a call, uh, help me surf the web, and find directions using Google Maps. Shit, that's all I ask for. Yeah. I don't play games on it. I don't do anything else on it. So, no matter how, uh, how advanced technology is, you know, there's only certain things you can do with your phone. Dude. You know, I, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get into this whole show, social media thing. Trying to write things Slowly. on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Spotify. And I'm just like, holy fuck. How the hell did people manage all these fucking accounts that they have? Yeah, but it's not that easy, dude. Like, literally. Yeah, it does, but it's just like... It, feel, it kind of feels like a, a part, well, kind of not a part, a full-time job. It is almost a full-time um, job. Without the pay and without the benefits. We get no benefits doing this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only benefit is we get beer, right? And we actually, get a drink and then just talk shit. Yeah, speaking, <laughs> speaking of beer, we actually got this. Well, I, I got this one from Arkansas from my brother-in-law. When I was out there visiting them, well, I guess not I, but my family and I, um, it was a local beer that he got. It was actually, it was actually an exchange. Yeah, because you can't drink. Uh, and it wasn't. No, no, no. Well, besides that, the exchange was that he loves Crawford Bach, right? So I took him a couple of 12 packs of Crawford Bach from Carbach, and then he got me this local craft beer. Because um, I got into craft beer, and I actually got into it before it became a trend here in Houston. And that actually happened when I lived in North Carolina. I forgot you lived there. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, 
If you ever get a chance to go to Raleigh, North Carolina, definitely do it. It's a nice place. They got a lot of good food, a lot of good beer, a lot of craft beer. They got this bar. I can't remember the name of it, but they have three levels of beer or craft beer. The first level is local crafts. The middle level is um, U.S., right, national crafts. And then the third one is international crafts. So they have the, I think it's like the largest beer selection in the world, so. In Raleigh, North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you should check it out. So he's a big fan of craft beer. I'm not, you know, I'm just, that's a big difference. I'm more of a. Old school guy. Old school, like a Mexican type of way, you know. It's like, hey, I know these beers, is, I'm never going to go wrong with it, so I might as well just stick to it. He's yeah. actually part of the cup movement. He's a tourism cup. No. Pura Bocana. Antes era, El señor de ahí, de la Gabe, nos decía, ustedes, mientras yo me tomo mi cubeta de coronitas, ustedes se chingan una cubeta de bucanas, dice. <laughs> that That's another one we're going to talk about is drinking. Oh, good Lord. Uh, drinking. I can't do it like I, I used to. Man. Drinking with friends, drinking with family. Um, the first time drinking with family, I mean, everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody has a funny story about mm-hmm. the first time they I, you know, they try to prove badasses that, oh, you know what, I, I, I know how to fucking drink. And then you start drinking with them, and it all goes to shit. Yeah, and then, like, some people don't know how to handle their alcohol. You know, and I'm saying, like, they're arguing or whatnot. I'm just saying, like, the way they act, you know, sometimes you're like, ooh. Like, damn. Yeah. I didn't know you were this kind of drunk. That's kind of that's kinda how either friendships get made or broken apart. Most of the time they get made like that. Yeah, uh, I remember when I was in school, I came back one week, or I called dad one weekend, and our oldest brother, he tried to challenge my dad to drink. Back in the days when my dad used to Yeah, drink. and uh, I think either you had told me, you had texted me, or Cindy, I think you had texted me because you were still here, um, that he, you know, my oldest brother tried to challenge my dad because he was in that whole, I guess, drinking phase, right? Mm-hmm. We all go through our drinking phase that he was like, partying Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drinking like nothing. No kids. Um, and then next thing you know, my dad ended, ended up getting him fucked up. That, tequila, no? Was it tequila or something? I don't even know. I wasn't here, so. It was, I think it was tequila. Um, but needless to say, my, since that day, my dad, or my brother, better yet, learned not to challenge my dad. I think we all learned that, you know. I think we learned just to enjoy a beer with him. You know, because he, he was going to take off anyway, so there was no way to keep up with him. You know, unless you had, like, a good liver. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't. I, I don't think I have one now. So, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it's pretty cool, you know, because you, you you get to drink one with your old man, you know, some that I know I, we, I grew up at least, uh, you know, noticing that he worked from Monday through Friday. He Saturday was a roofer. Mornings. Saturdays, también a veces. And so, Fridays, they would take the... Uh, the dually to their um, their the shop. shop, and they don't load everything, and they just they just had a couple of beers. And you know, as a kid, you never understand that. You're like, man, what the hell? You know, like I'm trying to go home, I'm bored. I'm trying to play video games. Yeah, and then we get on that Super Nintendo. And then you grow up, you have a job, you know, somewhat similar to what he had. Nothing, nothing crazy like he did. You know, I think that's why he sent us to school. He said, you know what, you guys, y'all should not work like this. Y'all should be working in an office or somewhere where there's AC. Yeah. So he busted his ass for us to do that. 
But back to my story, you know, Friday at the shop, they go get beers, you know, and then uh, I never understood it. And then fast forward maybe 10, 15 years later, I got me a job like that. And Fridays, you know, you pop open a beer after a long week and you just feel good about it. You feel relaxed. Yeah. And then that, that was when I was like, oh, shit, you know, now I see why beer is essential, you know, when you work like that. And yes, it is essential. And that's why they need to open up the breweries. Maybe. Um, breweries are not the same. Are they open right now or are they closed? They're, I guess they started opening them. They were kind of in that borderline where they don't fall in the restaurant category, but. Aren't they making that like that, that uh, hand sanitizer that smells like yeah. shit? Yeah. Have you noticed hand sanitizer just like smelling worse and worse? Dude, I told, I told, I told Paola the other day, I was like, this shit smells like taka vodka. Dude, that shit smells nasty. And everybody, everybody has a story about taka vodka. Uh, um, but I you think young kids, you might develop a story. <laughs> you guys will get there already one day if you haven't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we we have a good variety of topics to talk about that hopefully you guys will enjoy, um, and then we'll reminisce about it and you know maybe down the road we'll have our sister or our brother our other brother um join us if they want to um you know typically i'm not a i'm I'm not a camera person or a vocal person but and right now if i'm not paying attention it's because skeet has the strokes game over there yeah so i'm trying to watch that while talking over here and then focus on the mic yeah so you guys yeah so like we said right we're from houston we're at least uh, i guess i think we both are straight houston fans right Mm -hmm. houston astros houston rockets houston texans Houston Dynamo, Houston Dash. Houston Arrows, though they yeah. no longer exist. Um, you know, so we kind of want to want to share all that stuff with you guys. And like I said, maybe it'll turn into knowledge. Maybe it'll turn into humor for you guys. And the sports thing is one of the things that we learned. Because we grew up, there was two sports that we knew at home. Number one, well, actually, the second one on the list was soccer. Mm-hmm. Number one on the list was basketball. Cause that's what my dad played, you know. My dad, every day after work, um, like Monday through Thursday, they'd go to the park and they, you know, play pickup games. Cause that's what their sport was, and I actually enjoyed watching it. I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. Cause it was uh, a bunch of uh, Mexican guys, you know, beating on on uh, the American people here on like Hammerly and uh, Bell Eight, you know. So and they didn't like Campbell as well. Yeah, Campbell Night Ten. They didn't like it, you know, because in their mind, you know, the American way is the best way. Yep. You know, it's the best uh, sport and whatnot. And then you got all these Mexicans fucking dominating you. Of course, you're going to get mad, you know. You so should have been that we, uh, we grew up with. And then, uh, you know, through our living here, we we adopted football and baseball. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at with sports, you know. It's pretty cool. I think it's, it's a pretty cool, cool way to, to go about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have anything else you want to mention during this, you know, our first and I guess official introduction to everybody. And no, todo está bien. Si tienen preguntas ahí están en los comentarios. Definitely, yeah. Comment or feedback. Some of, some of y'all have our uh, our numbers. I can text us. Yeah, um, but we appreciate the feedback. If you guys have any questions or you guys have any topics you'd like to for us to talk about, yeah, or you want to um, be a guest. Yeah, shoot us a message, you shoot know. Message, you know, we're gonna be a guest and 
we'll, we'll provide free beer. Uh, and if, we're saying guests, like, you have actually something good to offer to the, uh, to the podcast, you know, your point of view, because just like we're talking about, we're first generation here. Yeah, and if you're not first generation, right, mm-hmm. don't don't think we're going to say no, but uh, I guess we just want to share, you know, knowledge. You know. Share what we've gone through, yeah, you know, sure with some of y'all, you know. So some of y'all can actually, like, maybe sometimes you sat about, you sat there and thought about things, you're like, well, shit, why, why does the thing work like that, you know, or like this? And now with our input, you're like, oh, well, shit, I'm not the only one that's gone through or gone through something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, it was just something you want to talk about, you know. Yeah. Sometimes talking, conversation, like I said, you learn a lot. Um, you learn a lot about the person. You learn about yourself, about your way of thinking. Um, and you learn a, a better approach if, if yours isn't good enough or not if doing it for you. you don't think it's good enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess. And then we're just going to talk about memories as kids, you know, shit like that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it all tied down, right, is – what do we remember growing up and how do we how was it done and how, how, we how did it now? affect us and how are we applying it now and yeah. how do we want for our next generation to apply right um, for our kids you know? yeah um and even then just what do we what do we want to do with our lives as we grow up right we're not getting any younger nobody gets um, younger so Unless what do you do kardashians they get younger by like the minute you got money you, you so. got a lot of you got a lot of yeah, exactly. I'm having a good time though. I still laugh. I'm still eating. Um, but yeah, I guess with that being said, then you know, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Please hit the notification bell. Um, drop comments. Buy, uh, diapers. Like the money that YouTube gives them. You know, I'm not. I'm not worried about diapers. I'm worried about food. The way Mateo eats. Fuck, you're right. Um, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on the Facebook page. Refer to other people. Yeah, definitely. It's be the best thing, you know, refer to other people. Um, Eventually, we're gonna start sending. Uh, when we get a big enough crowd, you know, uh, recommendations to restaurants. Right, right. Yeah, that was kind of one of the things we talked about is doing. Um, Finding local spots, you know, whether they're small, large, whatever the case and may be. And where the food is good. That's the main concern. I mean, I guess the main thing, we can't, we won't know. We'll try it out for you guys. Yeah, we'll try it out um, and then we'll We'll sacrifice ourselves. We're, we'll be the goats. Yeah. Um, so, I guess with that being said, then we'll see y'all next we'll time. Friday. Yeah. Or next week at least. We'll, yeah. We'll do it Friday. We'll get it uploaded by Sunday. Like we said, we have full-time jobs. Especially me now that I'm going back to school. Yeah, and I'm going back to the office Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. Wearing a mask while working all day. Word. Y'all keep in touch. All right. I'll tell you later.